Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 358. This is our round table show, or it should be, but there's only actually two of us. So we're going to go for a slightly different format. So um, I've got Spencer with me. Hello. Uh, Hello. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers, Spencer? Sure. Spencer Foreman from WPLaunchify.com. And we help people build membership sites with marketing automation on WordPress. So we agreed, being that we're the only two here, but we're here for you, listeners and viewers. We've got over our holidays, haven't we, Spencer? You've got a, you, you, he's got a, a kind of house full of his children. He's been very yes. busy during his life, so he's got quite a few of them. So, <laughs> it's like, it's like um, a little old man in the shoe. Exactly. Um, so we're going to talk about a subject. How. You know, there's been a lot of changes in the past 18 months about how you build stuff. So we thought a good topic would be what we would advise, the kind of um, the tool set, if we were looking at various, building various different websites, what, using WordPress, what tools, what plugins and processes we would use to build a site. So, Spencer, what... Are there a particular website or particular user that we're going to start off with? Yeah, what what I want to preface by the what I want to preface by the way is apologies to those who are going to be annoyed by the inevitable. I have four kids running around the house because it is still vacation. So in the past, when I've done shows over the holiday, people have said, "How dare you have children?" And it's it's the way it is. It's amusing, but what I wanted to talk about since we had this opportunity it was something that was actually going to be making a series of free videos about anyway, which is now we've reached a point which, again, bear in mind Gutenberg is going to be part of this conversation, where I think the tool set in the stack that everybody uses is pretty standardized so that the outcome that you're going to get is not so much affected by your choice of, well, can I achieve this result or will I have the, you know, the, the tools to use, but rather it's a very narrow stack. It's a very simple stack. Not right now. Ask Alex, please. Okay. So what, this is like comedy in the making. So what I thought we could do is review. I call this the stack. Sometimes you call it a TV dinner. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to achieve membership results. If you're trying to do e-commerce, if you're trying to do marketing automation, it's kind of the same tool set. And so from that standpoint, it's something that if you're struggling a little bit, maybe this information will clarify it because it's applicable to a lot of different build outs, right? All right. So one of the first things that I say to people is, why use WordPress over a platform? Because today there's a lot of cool platforms. And I mean platforms such as some people talk about Shopify. Some people talk about ClickFunnels, Kajabi. There's people are using even like sort of pseudo platforms that are like Thrivecart or whatever. But the point is, why use WordPress? Well, there's maybe three big reasons. But number one is, A platform is like a tricycle. When you first want to ride a bike, you don't know any better. It's easy. You just get on the tricycle, you start riding. 
But if you want to be, let's say, a Tour de France rider in the future, a tricycle will only get you so far. So there will come a day where you'll be like, well, this platform doesn't have a feature that I want. How can I get that feature? Since the platform controls, guys, I, I'm on a live show. You guys are amazingly funny. Go talk to Alex. Since, since a platform is, we, 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 we stepped in deep with this one. I told you in advance. When, when you have a platform, I'm going to pause for one half of a second and I'm going to say something. I think he, he's, he's installing discipline in the house. He's negotiating with him. That's what he's doing. He's using his lawyer. This is, as an aside, we were, jo- we were joking about topics like we can talk about. One of the things that's funny is I have three boys, seven to say, almost 18. And anybody who works from home with kids, I, I remember there was a funny CNN interview one time of a guy trying to t- talk on CNN and this like kid kept opening the door. Like, Life in a household with kids. It's just, this is what happens on the vacation. Anyway, so when you have a tricycle, you accept the limitations of it. But if you ever want to grow out of it, the platform is what it is. And you'd only get as far as they allow you to go if you need some extra features. With WordPress, it may be harder when you start out because you don't have the option, let's say, of I know where everything is or it's all in one package necessarily. But if you are patient enough and you have the right kind of help, WordPress always has the features that you need and has the solution you need either be custom coded or as we've started to see people develop solutions to fill in the blanks. The second thing about that is control over your data and your customer. (laughs) When you go to a platform early on, you get yourself a deal with the devil because your business is built on the platform and it oftentimes can either be really difficult or impossible to ever move out without having to churn your customers, right? So if Shopify or something else takes your money Sounds easy, sounds great, but if you ever want to move your customers off of that, you sort of have to say, well, sorry, guys, your recurring subscription has to start over. And you don't have that problem necessarily in WordPress. And finally, it has more to do with like the overall, I don't want to say the appearance, but as we've seen, WordPress is controversial because of all the changes, like Gutenberg, right? But that means it's evolving. Platforms evolve to serve their own particular needs, but they have to think about like who is on the bus. And they can't just change in a revolutionary way because everybody's on the bus will have different opinions. We see a little of that in WordPress, but at least with WordPress, it can evolve rapidly if you choose to use a certain plugin or you choose to do a certain thing and the rest can hang behind. From that standpoint, most people say, can somebody give me the information I need? Now, guests on your show, terrific, like Adam Presser, WP Crafter, has a huge audience of people who I like to refer to as the DIY crowd. They're likewise some people that have come to me in the past for various things because they're interested enough in learning how to, let's say, build their own thing, that watching videos that show how to use it and then going and getting the plugins can be actually really helpful because it's like learn as you go, right? You don't have to worry about everything is all going to break overnight. You can turn it on, turn it off, experiment. Um, For the DIY mindset, a platform like WordPress offers a unique opportunity because, yeah. I just want to ask you a question. Do you think, um, based on your extensive experience, do you think there's also a type of person that wants to know a little bit about it before they hire somebody? Yeah, I was going to say, okay, so let me evolve to that. There's three types of people that typically um, are helped in a conversation. So I do onboarding calls for some of the other plugin authors here because they found it's helpful to their customers who are wondering. 
One type of person is the DIY person. And that's who I was referring to, who might otherwise be really helped by going and watching, let's say, online videos from somebody like Adam or from Sean Hesketh or maybe some of my stuff or some whoever who is just going to understand, look, you're starting out at a base level. The DIY people maybe want to go and build their own Lego creation, but sometimes they get stuck. So the second person is sort of DIY mindset, but, oh, I can't get over this one little problem. Can you come in and help me? And in the, in the WordPress world, that was where we taught many of our students how to be of real service. Those are WordPress implementers rather than WordPress coders. There's a huge number of people who know enough about WordPress to be dangerous. It can make either a livelihood or a side income by helping the people who are DIYers with specific problems for pay. And then the third type of person is the one who's, I'd say, realistic about their business. They could be a DIYer. They could get along with just getting spot help, but they kind of go, you know what? I want to focus on the reason why I'm using this stuff, which is my business. Can you just tell me how much it costs to do it? And to jump to the punchline, those are the kind of people that actually end up the most satisfied when somebody puts together a TV dinner solution. The reason is because they realize, hey, you know, let's let me They realize, hey, you know what? Like, okay, I get how this all works and I could probably futz with it, but I just rather know, you know, how much will it cost me to get to the end result? Because then I could just use that as a cost factor. And we talked in a lot of shows over the 2018 about what is going to happen to freelancers, what's going to happen to people who are in the WordPress economy, right? If things change or if automatic pulls things away. And personally, I feel we've already had the shift where nobody is in my mind going to make a living from just creating themes or child themes on them on their own. There's too many awesome big companies that have a real market share and with page builders, especially, I think themes have evolved into being less important for design and otherwise, and more of a container, like which tools do you want to use? Which platform inside of the framework of WordPress to use? Well, I mean, if you think about it, because a lot of it has to do with aesthetics, but in a world where most of the websites that sell stuff are plain today, simple, big fonts, there's only so many ways you need in order to make something look that way. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a platform like Kajabi or the whatever name your theme Divi or whatever on WordPress, they basically can show the same result. It's just a matter of how you get there. I'm, so. a, bit, I'm a bit torn on that one. Um, I'm a bit in your camp and a bit not. The reason why is I still have a lot of clients that um, God bless them want, to move this around, move that around. Right. Very specific about this specific bit. And you think, you know, yeah, well, maybe it's just me. You're probably right. Well, well, do you have, for example, do you have clients who come to you anymore and say, I really want you to put, you know, purple border around this and a fleur-de-lis on that. And I want this image here and I want this. In other words, in the old days, it used to be, you know, like five, seven years ago, it used to be clients had very specific, look at this website. I want it to look like this. It seems to me now it's more of, I've got this thing I'm selling and I want it to look like something that works or it looks like something that's in my area that's professional. But when they show it to us, at least in my experience, <laughs> everything kind of looks the same, right? I mean, we had this conversation a while ago that, you know, uh, an iPhone looks like an Android looks like a Google phone. They're all just a tool now for what you show inside of it, which is, I think, the product or the service. Um, I do still get some that 
pretty pacific. But I get some that are like what you've just described. I've, I, I think we all. I think you're influenced by your own personal. Um, um, trying, I've been struggling for words lately, which hopefully I've got outside early signs of Alzheimer's disease because I don't normally struggle for words. Uh, um, I think you got. We all got our biases, so I think you're probably influenced a bit by yours. You know, I, what's neat about the whole thing is let's just talk about design because I, I don't think I qualify as a designer. I think I qualify as somebody who has always been able to understand enough about what looks good to emulate it, copy it, recreate what somebody else has come up with. And on the reciprocal side of that, that works well for my particular business because I have designers who come to me who are talented beyond anything I could ever imagine, but have no concept about, let's say, how to set up the mechanics or the business or the copywriting and so forth. So there's a nice symbiosis. And we used to talk about how designers and developers and let's say, and clients have to live in harmony because there's a lot of tension between who's doing what and why. In today's world, as these things start to evolve, and I'm going to reference some of the products in a second, like Cartflows, Adam's product with Sujay. That is a much needed product that does an amazing job of filling in a lot of missing gaps in WooCommerce checkout. But in its existence is now an opportunity for an enormous amount of design talent to come in and create landing page layouts, sales page layouts, upsell layouts, and so forth. So the existence of a new product that solves a mechanical problem It's kind of like when you, I don't know, take an old landfill and you spread manure on it and plant some seeds. Now, all of a sudden, the trees grow and now there's animals and now you've got jobs for gardening and, you know, doing all the other things that come from it. So I see that's where the designers come back in. Maybe they're no longer at the theme level, but they'll come back in to be able to now work on the specific components of the stack level to do the things that people will need in order to get results. And let me just mention the stack because like not to be mysterious about it, the stack that we use for everybody, it doesn't matter if you're a blogger or if you've got a full blown marketing automation system with membership and whatever, it's the same stack. It's a WordPress site versus a, let's say a platform. Of course, WooCommerce, WooCommerce I'll get to in a second, but because WooCommerce is so close to the core of WordPress, I'm surprised it's not just built in already, but you know, it's owned by automatic. It gives you leverage because everybody and everything wants to work with WooCommerce. When you use it, you now have leverage to use any of those accessories and they will all give you features and functions that otherwise would have been hard to implement. WooCommerce has a subscriptions component that gives you the ability to do recurring revenue along with Stripe or PayPal as the gateways and even if you did installment payments. So it's very handy. WooCommerce has a membership plugin, which is kind of a conditional why you would use it. I'll explain it in a minute, but it is sometimes useful. Then you've got a, an LMS. Lifter LMS is our favorite. LearnDash is a close second. There's some esoteric reasons. There's not a right or a wrong, but certainly Lifter has a lot of great reasons why somebody should consider that, not the least of which you can implement it immediately for free and start getting comfortable with it. And it works very natively with a lot of the other components. Uh, the big one, which you had as a sponsor, and again, we work very closely with, is WP Fusion. WP Fusion's Jack Arturo's plugin. And that does something magical because that connects your entire WordPress stack to your favorite marketing automation platform or CRM. 
a MailChimp, a Drip, Active Campaign, Entreport, even Gushrobit Infusionsoft. The point is by connecting to your CRM, you can do things that you couldn't do just in the WordPress alone. And Jack's plugin is right now the, the only game in town, and it does a lot of amazing other things that are more than worth the cost of it, but certainly open up doors to new creativity. A lot of people use gamification. So GameAppress, and there's a couple other plugins that are very handy to encourage people to do stuff. And then finally, as I mentioned, the new edition, I just really think it was like overdue, and it's just amazing that it's here, is CardFlows, because CardFlows is a product that solves a lot of the difficulties with the standard checkout process of WooCommerce, that even if you knew how to code, you just couldn't get around the fact that, you know, in doing a real upsell, you need to kind of hijack the checkout process. And they've done this in a way that allows people who really want to do some amazing things to do things like order bumps, upsells, downsells, cross-selling, and to control the experience of the person along with the other tools. Sorry for the background noise. I can tell that's very spicy. So in the long story short, when you look at, I think, where anybody's going to start, having those components works for you regardless. Because even if, let's say, you're starting today at just a blog or you're just doing Facebook posts or you're just trying to get attention for your idea, having this as a TV dinner gives you access to everything you need from day one. And especially when you're building a list, having your WordPress ecosystem connected to your CRM means that you can actually do things that affect in a positive way the user experience for people who visit your site. So instead of just saying, come to my site, give me your email, and I'll send you an email, you could actually change the experience. So somebody who's on your list could come to the homepage and instead of being greeted with, hi, here's my standard thing, it's, hi, Jonathan, I know that you've been interested in something, something, here's something unique for you because I know who you are, I know what you've done, and I can track your behavior in not a nefarious way, in a nice way because you're doing it in order to focus your attention on only what interests you. All right. I think we're going to go for our. I think we go for our break, and when we come back, um, I've got some questions for Spencer around funnels and how you build them, and that around this stack. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com, just like the podcast. So we're coming back, folks. Uh, we've had a good discussion about the stack of software that you should have. I've got a question. Yeah. So um, I've never used it, actually, which is ClickFunnels. You know, um, where do you think it's where do you think this stack that we've discussed in the first half of the show is um, compared to ClickFunnel? And where do you think, apart from, you know, it being an enclosed system and we've had this discussion why we're in open source, I want to exclude that element from what you're about to say because we have covered that. So if you just exclude that bit, where do you see the kind of, 
the strengths of ClickFunnel and some of its major weaknesses compared to um, the stack that you've just described in the first part of the show? Right. It's interesting, you know, just talking about where people, for example, there's some Facebook groups that are really popular with people who are looking for this kind of information, like membership mastermind and so forth. And the common question that you see there, as well as I've been asked very often in the course of onboarding calls is, somebody told me this platform is good or somebody told me this plugin is good or somebody told me this and everything is a bit anecdotal platforms and a solution like ClickFunnels are outstanding for somebody who's focused exclusively on their marketing and they know their product and they just want to get it done. In other words, they probably will never escape from the feature set that exists there on the day that they start with. And for them, it's just fine because they can immediately get to work. WordPress is like somebody who likes to tinker with their old car with the carburetor and bleeding the brakes and changing the oil. There's a certain amount of a commitment required to, I'm going to have to get my hands dirty here, or I'm going to have to hire a mechanic. Whereas with a platform like a ClickFunnels, and I think Shopify is the same way, you could just say, you know what, I'm just getting in, turning the key, driving off and going where I want to go. And I accept on face value those other limitations. I may be locked in a gilded cage. I may never be able to get off of this. I may never get more features. But they don't care because they're never going to need them. And so for them, those platforms are really, really good solutions. And a lot of people, we say it's true. Where the rubber's been hitting the road lately, where people otherwise were satisfied with the platform but then start to get frustrated, is when the business grows and they realize like the CRM capability isn't all that it's cracked up with. And I wish I could use that really popular other CRM, but you can't. You can't take your BMW with its brand new hybrid engine and just rip it out and stick a Corvette engine in there from something else. You bought the the BMW, you bought the platform. So that's where they're faced with that unfortunate, well, I got to move. I got to do something drastic. With WordPress comes the other way. You start with the pain of, oh, I bought a junker and I'm doing Corvette summer here and I'm rebuilding it one step at a time with a lot of problems, but at least, you know, you own and control all of the little components. So you're never going to be stuck. Like you'll have to leave. You'll just be stuck with how much frustration will I deal with myself before I hire somebody. But I think one of the strengths of ClickFunnels and similar platforms, really, Spencer, is it's not only that, you know, they have the limitations on the technology stack, but they're, two strengths that come to mind is that they provide some pre-formulated um, um, funnel templates, don't they? They, they say, we've, we've tested these, and they, uh, I, I, I don't know for sure, but they aim at, um, at Pacific, very popular um, industries or certain groups that, based on their on the people that use their platform. And then they offer um, the other thing that seems to be lacking in WordPress is they offer analytical data. They offer um, graphs, other analytical data about how people have used the platform. That seems to be something limited in WordPress, or am I correct? Are there some solutions about or some based on your knowledge to provide that kind of analytical data that some platforms like ClickFunnels can provide? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you really hit on a good point, and this is something useful for anybody. <clears throat> Let me step back one step and make a, a 
uh, caveat. I don't feel, even though I'm focused on WordPress, I don't feel WordPress is the only solution or the best solution for everybody. I feel that this is a good conversation. We get a chance because we have the time and whatever else to just kind of hash this out. For many people, because of its comprehensive you know, set of features and so forth, a platform like a ClickFunnels or a Kajabi or even Shopify and so forth is the better solution. In answering your question, though, are there other tools and things? Where I see these two things converging is once the stack of components gets flushed out enough on WordPress, and we're really starting to get there, where each of those things that were otherwise only available, in a, once those stack of components gets flushed out, these things are going to converge. And then when they converge, it's going to be very similar to what I think is happening right now in the CRM world, which is people will then be able to compare the, let's say, a, a ready-made solution baked with something that's made with WordPress, but baked by somebody in the WordPress ecosystem. For example, WP Launchify's entire business is much like I did for freelancers before. It is essentially, we have an experience level with all the various things and we represent some of the authors and we use the plugins and we test it. It's almost like an underwriter's laboratory. We can tell somebody who wants a membership site, here's the thing you need, boom. It's been tried and true and tested and it has all the things. Would most people know enough right now to adjust and set up and tweak all those things? Probably not. It's still pretty tricky. Whereas on ClickFunnels, you could probably just go in and, you know, read the directions and here's this thing and here's that thing. As time goes on, I think that those will be on par. WordPress will have various pre-baked TV dinner platform solutions, but in WordPress, and then there will be the standalone SaaS ones and people will just say, well, what do I want to use? I, I can give you an example that's not exactly the same, but Anybody who's an entrepreneur who does their own, let's say, bookkeeping, there's all these downloadable things from the past. Remember QuickBooks and Quicken, and you'd put them on your computer. But now everything's in the cloud, including Quicken. But you can choose from Zero or GoDaddy Bookkeeping or Wave or you know even Zoho Books, and they all essentially do the same thing. They just look a little different. They're priced a little different. You know, they have their fans, and I think that's where it's going. There's nothing that we're. No, I can't I agree. Do. I agree with you there. That the fundamental problem that they're um, promoting that 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 they solve is the same. But I think what they would say is, you know, it's the you know, and I think you see it in other areas. It's UX. It comes more down to feature set and UX design, right. and you and. Exactly. and usability it comes to more questions then does it actually work and solve the problem because you're finding a lot of areas the fundamental problem is solved by all these systems um it's more um but then they move on to these other definers don't they well let me let me give you an example of where the difference will be in the future between a platform a SaaS platform and a wordpress solution Let's assume for the sake of argument that the various features are the same, available. And right now, that's true. I mean, there's nothing that a platform has that WordPress can't do. It's just somebody has to be more knowledgeable to set it up and make A work with B, with C, with D. So we're in that kind of like log cabin early stages of the frontier. But let's assume we reach a point where the features are all here. My prediction is, is that WordPress will be the place where people can go and have a relationship with an implementer somebody who's experienced at marketing, art, entrepreneurship, and so forth. Again, this is entirely where we focus, so I see this happening all day long, where they say, you know what? 
I want those three freedoms we talked about before. I want to not be locked in a platform. I want to own my own data. I want to have the ability to tweak and modify it. So I'm going to find somebody to be my personal chef who's going to put together the features just that I want. And that's the difference. Because when you go the platform route, even if you don't want all those features, they're there cluttering the interface, right? They're there getting in your way sometimes. I know one of the reasons I recently switched from zero bookkeeping over to Zoho was because zero was oriented towards a different type of a person's solution. It was like a thousand steps to do something that I could just set up as like a default in Zoho. Well, same with WordPress. If you've got a particular business, you'll take the same stack and maybe you won't need the gamification. Maybe you don't need the LMS, but you could get somebody who will be able to bake together your particular personal platform. And that's a good word for it, maybe. It's like personal platform versus pre-made platform. But you won't have any reason, and even now you won't, that you'll be suffering. Like there was a time in the early days of WordPress where, my goodness, you know, the hosting was an issue and the speed was an issue and then caching and optimization was an issue and then security was an issue, blah, blah, blah. But now we've reached a point where it's really close to just Lego block or Ikea store simplicity. I want a living room. Okay, I'll have this couch and that picture and that table. Deliver it to my house. I do agree with, um, this get back. I totally agree with you there. Um, this get back to, I think a key thing was around the analytic, analytics because another, it opens, I'm interested in seeing your view on this, is that if you're using a CRM like Active Campaign, Drip, there's a host of them, and now with, with um, WP Fusion, and there are, you know, I think it's the leader. There might be some others as well. Um, you know, you can communicate, you know, and that CRM provides the actual analytical data. Um, do you think companies, because what seems to be happening, you, you've got platforms like Kajabi, you've got platforms like ClickFunnels, then the CRM, I know it's MailChimp has, has introduced a landing page builder and they're building out their CRM functionality. They were well behind things like Active Campaign and Drip and, uh, and some others. Um, do you see the CRMs do, becoming similar to ClickFunnel or do you think they're going to keep away from that kind of all in blade? all-embracing landing page, CRM kind of juggernaut. How do you think that's going to go? No, I mean, you really, you know, given our short notice, like those are, that's really the crux of what's happening. Everybody who's in this space in general has the same destination and vision in mind, whether they're the CRM company or they're the platform, you know, marketing automation type solution, sort of hybrid, like a Kajabi ClickFunnels, or whether it's WordPress. They all want to own as much of the audience as their own as possible. And so what we're seeing is, let's say, in the CRM space, the granddaddy, like Infusionsoft, they, in my opinion, made some mistakes of late, and I don't know if they're going to correct it. They want to be like Mark Benioff's Salesforce. So they went from an entrepreneur-level product and solution and instead of like going down to help the entrepreneurs in the WordPress community, they've gone like, let's change our business model to reach for this enterprise thing. God bless them. But for the other ones like Entreport, Drip, ActiveCampaign, and so forth, uh, they're actually really struggling 
to adapt to, we want to do as much as possible for you as an entrepreneur, even if you have a CMS like WordPress. But what I want to say is that it seems illogical to use tools that are second and third rate inside of a CRM to do what can be done with a first rate tool in WordPress. So for that reason, people in my position every day get questions like you just pointed out, which is, I really love Active Campaign. I already use it. They got the new page builder feature. My first response is, ignore it. <laughs> the power of Active Campaign or Drip or Entreporters for is to control with tags and custom fields the information about any of your users. But then all of your front-facing stuff should be in the WordPress ecosystem. And when you talk about analytics, which was another point that's really well-spoken, by using WooCommerce and Stripe in particular, but WooCommerce especially, there's not only really outstanding native reporting, but that'll connect to third-party services such as Matoric is an outstanding product that for anybody who has a recurring revenue business gives you immediate access to customer data churn reporting and so forth. So if you use the right components, it's not expensive. You could snap together like the perfect thing. And then you add, for example, heat maps and customer screen recordings and Google Analytics. Or if you want, you can use a more specific solution that allows you to even track individual users and their things. Combine that with the tags that you acquire or the custom field data And now you've got an ecosystem that's all yours to sort of put in and take out pieces as things come up, unlike a platform, which is going to be the platform's choice of stuff from day one till day whatever. You'll you'll get on a wish list, right? Hey, do you have the heat mapping that I can do on my own if I use, you know, heat hot jar? Oh, well, put it on the wish list and then hope that enough people ask for it. Maybe we'll build it, but not likely because you can just snap it right in today with WordPress. So... But your, your point is, I think the crux of this whole conversation, which is everybody wants to run a business. They know it has to be online. They have to sell stuff, give recurring. What is the best tool for the job? And in my opinion, the CRM functionality of user management with tags and custom fields, bulk emailing, drip emailing, and then being able to talk through WP Fusion and WordPress is where it should stop and end. And that for most people, there's a couple rare exceptions and I'll explain them. Most people don't need the other features. The only time we've ever seen other features would be for those, let's say, real estate, uh, commercial real estate offices. In Active Campaign, they have a really great deal flow. So we have built solutions that are on WordPress connected, but that the people in the office, let's say they have to review a document, see if the signature's right. They can manually, using the dashboard of Active Campaign, just drag somebody over and say, yes, this person's contract is in place. And when you use that with the other automated stuff that can be done, you know, with tags, provides a really nice setup for them without them being locked into something that was either super expensive or super custom. It it really involves almost no custom coding at all, in fact, just knowledge of what to connect together in a certain way. Yeah, I think your point about, um, because um, obviously WooCommerce is a rather large plugin and it has... um, I think it has consequences if you're utilising bad hosting, um, but you're, you're probably in problems anyway with your membership if it's getting any kind of traction anyway, being on poor hosting. Um, but the other thing, I think with the CRMs, do you think they're also influenced by the um, the success of HubSpot and how yeah. they have built? And Because HubSpot is exactly... in. 
I don't want to be unfair to them because I haven't used it for quite a while. So I might be totally out of um, date. But isn't what you've just described HubSpot in a way, uh, a, a kind of thing that's trying to do everything? And it has certain bits that are quite good. But when I last looked at it, there was a lot of it which I thought, eh, it's mediocre at best at a very high price. Yeah. See, I'm going to make a bold statement because I don't want to pick on HubSpot in particular. No, it's probably unfair, isn't but, it? But the bold statement is this. Let me use WP Fusion as an example because in all my conversations with Jack, I'm always constantly pulling at him to do more. And he's been really outstanding for staying focused on doing one thing particularly great, right? Being a connector. I think a, a comparable product in a different space is something like uh, Zapier, how Zapier only does one thing, if you think about it. It connects two SaaS products, but look at how it's a $35 million company now because there's like 50,000 different things it connects. Jack is focused with that product doing one thing, which is an amazing solution because now when you can connect your CRM to WordPress, this conversation we're having is possible. Now you ask yourself, why do I really need to use any of those other eh, sort of like page builder, eh, sort of blogging feature, eh, whatever, on any CRM when I could just use WordPress? Because WordPress is the third biggest thing in the universe and it's got all these things we just talk about that work with it and I control it and I own it and it's open source. So like, why would I do anything on another closed platform if it could be done better right now in WordPress? And so, you know, high five, this isn't an ad for WP Fusion, but it kind of is. Since you can connect your CRM, use the features of the CRM that are really hard to do and bad on WordPress. And we talked about that a couple of shows ago when Jack was actually on. Hosting is a red herring today. Anybody can go out and get Google Cloud Hosting for $7 a month. You can go to something like Apilvia or whatever and just get it. And if you do cloud hosting... You're right. I mean, WordPress has a lot of heavy plugins, including WooCommerce, but if you're using cloud hosting, it's not so much of a problem anymore. You still cannot run your own email service because you'll get blacklisted. The traffic will go back. You know, there's a million reasons you can't do that. You can't do a lot of heavy processing and intensive computing stuff because WordPress is really a billboard. It just displays pages. So there's a lot of new things that may come up, but for the time being, Email capability, tagging, processing automations, all that is better done on your CRM. And do any of the display stuff like, hey, here's your billboard, here's your TV screen on WordPress. And you'll be super happy because then everything is doing its right job and you don't have to accept. And that's why I don't want to pick out HubSpot, but even like even on Japort and even in Drip and even in Active Campaign, they're trying to push these like, let's load up our list of features, including page builders. And it's like, no, you, you don't really need that. And I, I don't know if they're going to have success with that, but I don't see them ever getting to the goal of being the thing. I think they would be better served if they became, and I think MailChimp, by the way, does this. Well, I think it's kind best of linked, to what they do. I think it's kind of linked um, in a way. It could be linked to the point that you made at the beginning of this conversation is that, you know, when you said that they're all basically the same, Maybe that is a consequence of that. So they look for other feature sets, which they are not that great at, just right. as a as a differential in a very crowded... Where they'd probably be better advised to look at UX and user, usability, ease of use, 
those type of questions, but they're in some ways much harder questions to answer, aren't they? Where adding, adding additional functionality isn't easy, but it's more straightforward in a way, isn't it? Um, I think the other factor that, that's encouraging about WordPress is that I think also things like Kajabi and ClickFunnels to some extent is that um, it was quite painful to change things or try things out on WordPress unless you had a developer on site or, or, or implementer that had good CS. Um, with I think with the explosion of page builders, um, the kind of restriction and pain element has been removed to, to some extent about using WordPress. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I mean, what, what the evolution has become is <coughs> I use the Lego blocks or IKEA as a metaphor. You know, I spent 29 years being a real estate developer and we'd have to stage the houses and even in the end to live in a house, you'd have to go furniture stores and paint store, you know, to design and decorate it. Well, Ikea made that reasonably fun and easy for normal people. You just go there, have lunch with the kids, eat some meatballs, and you go to a demo room and you go, oh, this and this, and it all works together. Same thing with Lego blocks. Your kids buy the kits or you buy the kit for them, and then later they all munch together in a big bucket and the kids rebuild other things with the same parts. I think WordPress has started to come together in that way. And again, the connectivity of using something like tags has allowed that sort of standardization of parts where now you don't need to think, well, what does my membership plugin use for a gateway? And does this plugin combination work with my LMS or whatever? They all work together now if you use something like tags and custom fields. So now you have the ability to snap together what you want or today still get the advice of somebody who understands your business. And that's really the ultimate takeaway from all this. You know, I know your area of expertise and your business, and my model is in a similar space, which is the people that I help could be DIYers or maybe are DIYers, but they go through the evolution and they ultimately realize, you know what? Martha Stewart knows how to make a souffle with her eyes closed in her sleep, and I don't. If I'm going to have my family over for a big dinner, I really need some expert to just give me the recipe or give me the souffle ready-made so I can just entertain my guests and have a good time. I don't want to risk making those mistakes when it's my time or my money. And I think that's the ecosystem that makes WordPress so amazing is that there's no conversation about being locked in or, oh God, will I ever get the thing? The conversation is, how good am I today or how much do I want to play with this myself versus, well, I can always jump to the end and pay somebody and get it done right? Ta-da. Just like with Ikea. Many houses that we built and sold, we just bought the kitchen cabinets at Ikea because it was like the same as the stuff that we'd order from Italy that took six months, right? Why not? The results are all that people care about today. And you, you made me think of an example. I'm a pilot and in the old days, I used to read and I still read a lot of the interesting books about how aviation airplanes and everything are developed. And there was a time with SST, the Concorde, where everybody had this dream from the 60s to the 70s that we we're going to go transatlantic. And that was before they figured out that the noise caused problem and that there was like other technical. But you saw the French had an SST, the Americans, the Russians, everybody was like, we're going to all build SSTs. Well, we know how it ended. In the end, only the French-British partnership worked. The Americans gave up, the, the Russians gave up, and then the Concorde had a lot of issues and then they ended up losing money. When you see all of these people, CRMs, platforms, WordPress ecosystem going for the same thing, it'll be interesting to see who wins. 
But I guarantee you that they're not all going to get there and be in the same space. Somehow or another, it'll be somebody sort of wins and gets enough of the market share. And then there'll be, you know, little unique solutions along the way here and there. But the big winner is going to be the one that I think gives the most choice. So my bet is on WordPress. Um, I've got something else. Um, I, um, but it was a couple of years ago. I built out some medium size with um, with a crew, some medium size e-commerce solutions on Shopify, right? Um, and what I found through the experience was that it wasn't really that much more easier than WordPress. Or, um, and this is this is based on my, on my experience, and I just want to see if you. Uh, confirm some of the things I learned from the experience was like um, I built a few e-commerce solution over the years for people and I've never even a new a new person building out e-commerce or somebody that's been in business for a while and looking for an update there there is never a bog standard e-commerce solution they always they always have some functionality that's unique for their business right some some thing around shipping or through bookkeeping wanting it to integrate with quickbooks could it could help them uh, um, <laughs> uh, um, or something there's always something right in there and sometimes shouldn't be that important in their mind but but other times it is really important because it's a it gives them a business um it's crucial to how they they define or they define their business from their competition right so you go into shopify and it can't do it but then there's third-party plugins for shopify that are from third, some of them work, some of them don't. They're normally quite expensive. And a lot of them don't work that well. Uh, um, then you can, um, you know, um, you can't adjust the actual framework, which is based on a language which I think they called Liquid. But you can use JavaScript. So we have to hire a very experienced JavaScript programmer and... If you think WordPress, a quality WordPress developer is expensive, go and try and find a really effective Shopify JavaScript developer that actually knows what they're doing. Good luck to you, right? Uh, um, I ended up, I came to the conclusion that it was more complicated. We got the job done, but after I looked at all the billing hours and the hours I had to pay out and all the hurdles we had to go through, we would probably, to some extent, we would have been better off going to WordPress and WooCommerce. Do you think there's... Well, that... It, go ahead. I, I was going to say, like... Do I, you think there's anything in what I've just said? I think you're hitting the nail on the head today on all these counts because before WordPress was really getting traction, uh, I had a personal experience, I'm not going to bore anybody with details, with a platform that was based upon using RESTful API. And the platform itself allowed us, because I had a developer partner, to build stuff internally. But for most people, the only way you could modify what was there was through JavaScript. And anybody who's worked with JavaScript, even on their own, realizes that JavaScript, being a browser-side thing on the client end, 
has a delay factor. So the number one annoying thing is even if you can execute something in JavaScript that changes the default environment, there's always going to be that blip, that hiccup, that sort of like the screen flash. And in particular, whenever you're dealing with something that shows up, to have the standard thing show up, then bloop, and then go away, and then it changes is very disconcerting to a lot of people, and it causes a whole range of issues. But the other thing you said, which is true, is that I went to a meetup last year where I met somebody who's doing very successful, who is very successful as a developer and a customizer in the ecosystem of Shopify, where they've set up this very nice marketplace for developers. And he really said, I found no better place to make money. Why? Because these people are prisoners. They are prisoners in here. And the only time anything gets changed is when somebody sees enough complaining that they build something for the prisoners and they sell it to the prisoners. And the prisoners have no knowledge of JavaScript because JavaScript is not a layman's language. It's not a Peter around like HTML and CSS. And in WordPress, the number one thing that made it so nice for me when I used to teach freelance web designers was I could just start with the A's and the B's and the C's, right? Here's a page. Let me show you. Open the inspector up and let's just change a class name or let's change an attribute or something. And people were like, oh, I got like hair standing up on the back of my neck. I made a change and I just saved it right in my theme CSS file. Easy. Trying to do that with JavaScript with somebody is much, much more difficult. In fact, I would say, why bother? Somebody needs to be committed to understanding JavaScript framework and even things like Node and, you know, all the grunt files and that, that, that. Like learning the ABCs of JavaScript would be like doing calligraphy today. I mean, wh- where's that going to get you? You know, learn well, how you, you've got, you, 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 it's not unteachable. It's not the, you know, the average, per, the average intelligent person with enough commitment. But when you look commitment at it, to be that though, like, you, you got to commit yourself to be a, Java, you? a JavaScript developer. That's all you're going to be. You know, you, it's not something you could leave for six months and then go because it'd probably take you six months to get back into it. You know, like anything, like being proficient in a language, learning an instrument, driving a race car. We had the conversation on your show a couple months ago where implementers or end users versus developers, right? And I think it's never been a wider gap. There are lots of ways to learn coding and to become for free even proficient at JavaScript and all the other accessory languages. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's so democratized. But you got to think like, why am I doing that? And if you see your end goal of where the path leads, most people are at the end of, I am running a business about selling some knowledge I have that has nothing to do with coding. So I immediately have this brick wall of, oh, for God's sake, like, I don't want to become proficient enough in JavaScript to build this thing. Let me just use a tool that I can immediately start using. And that's where they start looking at like ClickFunnels, Kajabi, or maybe some WordPress. For those who want to end up building those prisoner solutions, it's actually very attractive to go to a platform because now you have that sort of built-in marketplace. Like we used to see in WordPress with plugin accessories. There still are a few of those around, but it used to be like if you committed to a certain plugin that it only had certain accessories that worked with it. And whether it was a theme or a plugin, people had to build <coughs> custom things for that plugin or that theme framework. <coughs> yeah, I, just to wrap up, I, I think with like, I, I do take your point with, I think it was a really a, a great point when you said by using WooCommerce, you got then you can utilize third party analytical. Um, tools that will um, that and there's some really great ones out there. I, f- I, I do honestly think we you know click 
um, with Flow Funnel. Um, Quick Funnels. Yeah. Um, I just think um, the, it's it's the landing page. It's the it's the funnel construction where um, I thought Fry Themes because <clears throat> um, Shane, the CEO, I know reasonably well, and I think he's a great guy, um, a really bright guy. I just felt that Fry Themes went down slightly the wrong direction, but that's who am I to say that? Because he, Shane's a highly successful individual, highly focused, knows his business. But I've got to be honest, I just felt they went down there, you know, they lost the opportunity to build something really. Um, and I, I still use some of his products. Um, I'm not, it's not an attack, just being honest. Um, I just feel but in the, the world. The, yeah. Let me add some of that. I think that's an interesting point because. ClickFunnels success, in my opinion, is not that it's so revolutionary technology. It's because Russell Bronson is a, a master at what he does. He is, he is in a, like a Tony Robbins class of marketing expert. Like he is just an expert at it. This product, to me, was just a natural offshoot of what he was otherwise publishing and teaching and talking about. And his stuff is true. It works. I mean, there's lots of people that I've tried to learn from over the years. The old you know, Joe Sugarman's back when I was a kid, all the way through, you know, Ron Popeil and so forth. He is that level of expert. This product represents it. But you you bring up a good point, which is kind of reminds me of Clay Collins and lead pages, which is sort of like a generation earlier. Remember, remember lead pages? They bought Drip. But the point is, we don't hear a lot from Clay anymore because the company kind of does what it does. Having a pattern to follow for your funnel was something that was foreign to most people. Once you realize what that pattern is, making the various pages or components that go into it and styling them, the rabbit is already out of the hat or the genie's out of the bottle. So ClickFunnels made it the first th- like easy way to go, I don't know anything. And if I go here, I just, oh, look, there's a template. I push a button and I fill in the blanks like Mad Libs. That worked just like it did for lead pages with landing pages, right? But now that we're at the age of, Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, and a million free lessons on the internet, and now cart flows. I don't think it's so important that people have to be taught, oh, you push one button and you got your funnel. What they need is, okay, can I make a funnel by dragging and dropping stuff? Yes. Can I use my very normal tools for styling that? Yes. If so, I can make that funnel a million different ways, but the pieces of the funnel are still the same, right? Landing page, checkout page, upsell, you know, cross-sell, and so forth. Thank you, page. And I think that's where the world has changed. I don't think the click funnels is going to go away. Their business is like growing enormously yeah. because more people need it, but more people need other stuff too. So as the quantity of people put their businesses online, I think we will end up with, that's my prediction, we'll end up with two types of things like we do today. Platform based on WordPress, platform based on another SaaS solution. And of those, there will probably be two or three or four choices because that's healthy, normal stuff, right? Click Kajabi has Andy Jenkins and his partner, right? And they are geniuses in their own way for marketing. But the point is like, you have to pick, do I like Russell or do I like Andy or do I like Joe Schmo or Susie Q or whatever? On WordPress, same thing. Which is your favorite LMS? Which is your yeah. favorite e-commerce? You know, which is your favorite whatever? 
just to wrap up, I, I, I think I actually, um, it was a little bit long-winded for me, surprise, surprise. But I think I think what um, the Shopify example, um, I because if you get on some of these SaaS platforms and there aren't any choices or you, you have choices which seem really great, but then you end, based on my experience with Shopify, the the actual realities aren't as I'm trying to be fair here, as easy or as attractive as the platform market markets as. Because you still need beautiful pictures, you still need to have a design eye, you still need to write good copy. That's the part that, like, when people buy clothing, right? Hey, I'm 52 years old. When I see a 25-year-old guy wearing some athletic wear, I'm like, damn, I'll look good in that. And I wear it. I don't look the same as the guy in the picture, right? A Shopify website. You're a handsome beast. Thank you very much. But I'm saying the point is for any of us, the reality of building a website has a lot to do with, do we write good headlines? Do we have good imagery? Do we make good videos that go in there? Are our products solving a pain point? Do we have an audience? There's so many factors that we're just pouring into this thing, this, this framework of, of, of platform or not. And I think that that's where I'm really optimistic, you know, from a business standpoint, for those people that, you know, used to learn from me as being freelancers or who are entrepreneurial and in the WordPress space, whether they're authors or they're building their own, you know, membership sites. I tell everybody the same thing. Secret to success is simple. What is the pain that you see more people having and how can you solve it? Well, today, because of this growth, because of this exciting churning of stuff going on, I see more opportunity than ever. People before didn't have the stack of stuff on WordPress. They couldn't even contemplate building a platform. Now that they can, there's a billion questions going through everybody's mind every day. Like, well, what's the right plugin to do for this? And how should I connect to my gateway? And should I use PayPal? And how do I tell people in an email, thank you? And, and so on and so forth. So now anybody who wants to either, like Adam and his partner, CJ, build a solution that fixes a pain in a software way, you know, like Jack and Chris do, or somebody who wants to be, an entrepreneur in the middle, writing copywriting. Maybe you're a designer. Maybe you take good photographs. Maybe you do like Sean and I, you know, voiceover videos, whatever. There's so many places people need help now because the tools make it possible for them to own and control their own business, whether it's on WordPress or even a ClickFunnels. And so to me, I don't know, it's like that old Luddite thing. You know, at the turn of the century, I'm sure a lot of people were upset that the the factory workers and the textile mills were losing their jobs to machines. But guess what? Now there's a hundred new jobs for people that build and maintain the machines and who transport the extra products and so forth. So if you move forward, there's a lot of opportunities for everybody. That's optimistic end uh, of this conversation. Um, how can people find out more about your, your thoughts and what you're up to, Spencer? Um. You know, the website is WPLaunchify.com, but what I would like to say, for anybody who's listening who wants to go check it out, I would like you to go to the YouTube channel, although we post the videos now in our blog, it's YouTube.com slash WPLaunchify, and the reason is, a lot of these things, I was debating it over the holiday, a lot of these things that I've done before as coursework or, you know, in as part of consulting, we found great success over 2018 in doing free onboarding calls through again, some of the partnerships and other relationships. Uh, I'm going to encourage as many people as possible to watch the free videos where I go into details about a lot of these subjects. And anybody is, is welcome to call for free. Just go to WP Launchify and call. And I, 
have found good success with people being very polite about the time that they take. But if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, if you have a question or pain point, I can usually point you in the right direction. Nine out of 10 times, it's free. In other words, like nine out of 10 times, I can offer you a solution that you don't pay anything to even get the stuff because it's WordPress open source. And for those rare times that you want something done, we can often figure out a solution that just, like I say, pulls a frozen TV dinner out of the, you know, the, the freezer and it doesn't require you to go into some crazy, like expensive process. Well, what you're basically saying is you've got a quick question, you've got a problem or a quick answer. It's just easier to talk. Friends like will you. help you. But if it's yeah. warm peace, it's probably going to cost you. But that's that's life, folks. Uh, 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 you can cho- you can choose, right? You do it yourself, and you know, change your oil, or you can decide if you want to have somebody do it for you. Exactly. Sure. Well, thanks, Spencer. I, I think it's been a really interesting conversation. I think we've we've given some value. Hopefully, you agreed to that, listeners and viewers. And we'll see you next week, which hopefully we will have be back to our normal format. And the, the panel, the, probably all the panel will show up next week. Uh, but that's how it normally goes. Uh, and, and the kids will be back in school next week. Yeah, but thanks so much. I think it's been an interesting discussion. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.